0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner, and I am so super excited for today's episode because I got to sit down with my friend, Stacy Levens. She's also my mastermind partner, and Stacy has a truly unique gift of connecting the dots for thought leaders through the art of storytelling so that they can more effectively connect with their audience and grow their business. She shares how she does this and why it's so important for your business that your stories really cover your why and your purpose. My name is Emmy Krishner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, could you do me a quick favor? Take a screenshot of this podcast episode right now and post it on your Instagram and tag me and anybody else who you think could benefit from it, especially if you've been finding value. I'm so grateful for you listening. Hey, Stacy! welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. You and I have known each other for just under a year. I can't believe that we're coming up to like almost a year when I first met you and um, did my proof talk. So welcome to the show. I can hardly wait to have everybody hear your story because you are like just the epitome of serial entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Emmy. You're welcome. Can you, can you believe it's only been a year? It really kind of blows my mind. I feel like, you know, once I wrangled you into my world, which I feel like I twisted your arm. Um, do you remember that day <laughs> when I invited you out? I said, <laughs> I said, meet me for drinks. I have a plan. And, and I'm sure you must have been rolling your eyes like, who is this lady? What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Oh, no, no, I was already in. It was all good. Oh, you were? Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was good. Well, let's tell oh. your listeners what I did because, okay, so just quickly, I moved to Philadelphia after living all my life in Southern California. I fell in love, I got married, and my husband lives in Philadelphia. So I arrived here and I was really lonely right off the bat because. I came from an environment in Southern California where I was surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurial friends. So when I got here, I was just like, where's my people? I need to find my people. So when I met you, Emmy, I knew From the first, like, hour I met you, I'm like, oh, this girl would be an amazing mastermind partner. So I found you in Penny's Anchor, and I invited you to drinks, and I was just like, oh, gosh, I felt like this little girl, like, begging for a play date, right? So I... (laughs)
0: And we were like, yes, let's play.
1: (laughs) So I said, please, I've got this idea. I want to mastermind with you guys once a month and we'll spend a couple hours on our businesses and I've got a total structure for it. And will you play with me? And I think both of you just kind of rolled your eyes like, okay, we'll show up once and see if this is worth it. But um, we've been (laughs) meeting every month since and I'm just so happy you guys said yes. (laughs) So thank you for being my buddies out here on the East Coast.
0: Uh, Well, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And like, let's, let's start with what you're doing right now. And then let's circle all the way back to the beginning and take everybody through your journey.
1: Sure, yeah. So the past 30 plus years have culminated into this business I run right now with my husband called The Proof. And The Proof is an opportunity for entrepreneurs and aspiring thought leaders to really um, clarify and communicate their message so they can Mm -hmm. be seen, heard, and recognized. Uh, We have a platform. online and we have a stage that we built that allow people to really hone their story and um, put it out into the world. So that's what I'm doing now. But really, all this started, gosh, probably when I was a teenager and and the influence of my entrepreneurial parents, and I just knew that I could never, ever work for anybody. I think I worked two jobs in retail, and I was a hostess at a restaurant, and I just said, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. So I always knew I had to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I got, where I got started at 23. I had my own photography studio and, uh, or I should say my own photography business. And by the time I was 26, I had my own brick and mortar studio. Um, So I started with the love of capturing faces on film. Back in those days, it was actually film. I used film negatives and had those developed and and got to watch the photography industry really morph into the world of digital. And Mm -hmm. that was a a really um, benchmark for our industry. Either you survived or you drowned. Right, so right, right. we ended up being one of the leaders in our industry as far as you know, really transitioning into digital and making it work, and you know, really making sure our bottom line we could actually make money on it. Yeah, <laughs> so we we taught a lot of other business owners how to make money, you know, and thrive as a working photographer. So, um, yeah, so I have that background, and then I started working with online businesses. Uh, to help really personally brand themselves Mm
0: -hmm. and really
1: stand out in a crowded field. Right. So I use my photography skills, my graphic design skills from college because I was a art major in college. And I just knew that I really wanted people to stand out. And that's what I um, was really been my focus for the past 30 years. Which is so incredible.
0: So was the photography really like you just wanted to be able to show people and their emotions and their energy or did you fall into it a little more haphazardly at 23
1: Because thank you for asking that question no one's asked me that before but I just loved the surprise I would get being on the other side of the lens. Um, After being in front of the lens, I was a model for a while and and that was really fun. And I got to really learn my craft and I got to learn posing and lighting and how to find the light. And um, I was good at it. But when Mm -hmm. I really got behind the camera, I really fell in love with, oh, wow, here's the magic. Here's capturing that moment. And my preferred way of working was I loved working with two people behind the camera. So I loved capturing the connection between two people in love or a mother and a child or um, someone and their pet. And just that really beautiful human connection meant a lot to me. So Mm -hmm. um, I was really fascinated with that. And I, I, that's where it all started. Which
0: I love. (laughs) I think it's not being like really having any photography skills. Like I can, you know, obviously take a picture, but like it's so not like your stuff or, you know, any of the other amazing photographers. Mm. I think there's such an amazing ability to capture the emotion and to be able to feel it in this thing that's either on a screen or, you know, on a piece of paper. Um, Yeah. That's so incredible
1: and beautiful. I love the storytelling really is, is trying to tell a story. So I would take, you know, I would take families or couples or, you know, mother and child, I would take them into, you know, beautiful fields or at the ocean because I lived in Southern California and San Diego specifically. And there was always these beautiful landscapes to work with people. And I loved that art of storytelling and it's, followed me everywhere I've gone, whether I'm trying to capture it visually, you know, inside a camera, or whether I'm helping people craft their stories to, you know, deliver on a stage, mm-hmm. it all comes down to, you know, creating that emotional visceral connection um, to get people to think and feel differently to feel something to be inspired. And so right. I guess if you were to strip it all down, I'm really all about inspiration and that is what drives me. Which is so perfect.
0: And I'm curious too, like, how have you used that inspiration to build your
1: businesses? Hmm. I think it's because I want to give people, I want to show people that they too have a story. They too have, you know, lived their life to a certain extent. And, and I have to say the majority of the people that I work with, you know, they've been at life as an adult for 25, 40 years, right? Mm -hmm. They've been doing, 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 right? Whether it's, you know, they've been at work, at their career, whether they've been raising children or they've been, you know, uh, taking care of elderly parents, they have been doing. And now they're like, wait a minute, can I just take a breath and like share what I've learned? Right? So I help people go from doing to crafting their wisdom in a way where it can be inspiring to other people. Right. That's in a nutshell what I do. Which
0: I think is so powerful because it adds so much value for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like never mind the the external, like what everybody else gets to see. I think there's something that's very connected and enlightening for them to be able to have that experience.
1: Absolutely. And and it's really becomes their legacy piece, mm-hmm. right? And what's cute is I'm finding that, we, you know, my husband and I have been at it for a while at the proof that we're starting to have people say that have been, already been on our stage. It says, wait, I'm ready for another talk. Like they've got more wisdom to share. They've got yeah. more inspiration to give. So we're finding that, you know, this is really a unique way. And, of course, our dream is to make the proof a household name and where we have this huge catalog of humanity of people sharing their wisdom with the world And we're just getting started. So stay tuned. Within the next five years, we will definitely be a household name. You could say you heard it here first on Emmy's podcast. Uh, But (laughs) there you go. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we have big plans. We have big plans to really create a way where people can just give,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Yeah. Give without expectation, but take their life wisdom because everybody has a story. Everybody has something to say. And, you know, when you're faced with like three minutes at a time, which is the proof standard is like a three minute talk on our stage. Everybody's worthy. Everybody's worthy to share something.
0: Yeah. And you can hear similar stories and have completely different meanings, which I think Absolutely. is so cool about what you're doing. What's been the biggest challenge for you from a leadership perspective in growing your businesses?
1: I think the hardest part is, I mean, I don't want to say it comes down to marketing, you know, because in a way it just takes the deep pockets. How do you compete with the big budgets out there? Right. Right. So I've always been in a situation where my businesses have been bootstrapped Right, so that's mm-hmm. where I've always self-funded everything, and I've had much success. Uh, like even when I was in San Diego, and I was working at um, my studio for the, I was a twenty-three years run that I, you know, ran the studio the key for us at the time was, okay, if we're going to bootstrap this, how can we make the biggest impact? And we just really got involved with the community and Mm -hmm. created programs that we could give back to the community that wasn't about us, you know? So we Mm -hmm. looked at the community, where's the need, how can we fulfill it? And how can we create a program that we can fund that could benefit people, you know, more than ourselves? So that was very, very successful. So I think I take all that experience and I bring it forward with the proof uh, and realize that, yes, we are funding this. And, you know, we do attract speakers who want to be heard. So we charge for that. Um, but it's really just helping these speakers share. The more they share, mm-hmm. the more the word gets out. So I think that's been the biggest challenge is getting everybody to share their work and Catching critical mass, so like I said, you're catching us at a really early stage, and you know, as we grow and as we're able to feed the marketing machine a little bit more, um, that's that's just our challenge is getting the word out.
0: Okay, so for somebody who's um, thinking about starting a business and they're listening, um, what ran through your mind as you were bootstrapping? Was it really the marketing piece or were you concerned about, you know, the money as well? And how, like, how much can you actually, and not a dollar number, but just like, what do you dump into here and still feel okay at the end of the day?
1: Hmm. If I were to, to really advise somebody um, where they would put their money is I would just make sure that what they're selling, especially if they're in any kind of coaching industry is make sure you have a system, right? Make sure you really honed in on what that system is. hmm that you can package, and you can sell high ticket right away? What can you create? So I think it would be really just hiring an advisor to make sure that that person can really um, give you the best advice on how to package your work. Because if you can't package your service, or you can't package your work, you're not going to get anywhere. So you have to really start selling those services right away. So you can you know, grab the cash flow to move forward. Of course, if you have a little seed money, that's always helpful. Um, but uh it, it's a lot of hustle. It's a lot of hustle to do a bootstrap, but it's so yeah. rewarding when you know that everything is by your touch. Right? right? You're touching everything.
0: So yeah, hope I hope I answered that. your question. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you're creating everything, like it's your um I don't want to say baby, but your thing that's like been invented and then coming into fruition and growing and and then proliferating mm-hmm. out into universe and as people are being able to take advantage
1: of it. So yeah, but I think you can start businesses with just you know even like if someone gave me like if someone said hey I have a thousand dollars I want to start a business, mm-hmm. um, I would first I would say grab your real estate which is your URL, make sure you have a really strong URL um, website, you can build websites for pennies now. I mean, it's so affordable. Oh, yeah. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. like it was a few years ago, where you had to drop 10 grand on a website. You know, so there's a lot of different platforms out there that you could get started. But just make sure you have a product first. So make sure that you really hone in and you've got a system to deliver it right and offer it to the world. Yeah, And that's what we help people, it's, you know, as far as, you know, we get people on our stage, not just for a proof talk, but we really help them do a customer engagement journey, you know, from beginning to end. So how are they going to find you? You know, what are you selling? Um, and just kind of helping them with some basic business skills. So that's, our, that's what we call proof school. Oh, okay, so tell us more about that. So proof school. So we have had a lot of people on our stage um, really want to make a bigger impact. So they want to use their proof talk to get out there. But um, the proof talk almost becomes like just a little piece of marketing content to help Mm -hmm. get the word out. So we've had we've had a lot of people in the wellness industry a lot. So we're helping them create little micro courses that are no more than 30 minutes long that they can um, offer to people to get to know, like, and trust them, right? So Mm -hmm. by creating a micro course, you do several things. You position, position yourself as an expert and you also show that you know how to organize content, So, and you're giving a lot of value. So these microcourses, people who finish watching the microcourse really leave with some juicy information and actionable items. So we really help them craft what that can be. And then, of course, at the end of the microcourse, we encourage them to um, opt in for a phone call. So the majority of the people that we're helping these with are people who have service companies. Like this one person we have, a doctor in Santa Fe, New Mexico, She has this amazing course on um, regeneration, you know, uh, on um, teaching. uh, It's called the Benson Regenerative Protocol. So she teaches regenerative aging. And the opt-in for her is she wants people to get on the phone so she can talk to them about the services that she provides at her clinic. So um, it's just a way to get really qualified leads. So we help people create that end-to-end so they have a really great customer journey.
0: Wow. That's like one-stop shop, too, because you get the video and the, I think one of the things, having done the proof talk, um, you know, last April was it gave me a clarity of what I was all about um, in in a different level, a much, much deeper level. Like I had all these pieces and I kind of knew in my head, but I couldn't necessarily explain it well to somebody else. Mm -hmm. and to be able to now have proof school and be able to take that and really monetize your purpose and your meaning is phenomenal.
1: Mm, Thank you. Thank you. I loved your talk, by the way, you're one of my favorites whenever anybody calls and says they want to see, you know, what our, what a a profile page on our portal looks like. I always send them to you because I love your photos. You You were so fun with your photos and your talk is so great. And your three words, your meaning of life. I just, I just love the whole, the the entirety of it. It was great. You're one of our shining stars, Annie. Oh,
0: thank you. It's because I threw glitter on the stage.
1: (laughs) We're still cleaning up the glitter. Oh my gosh. It's crazy girl. We're still cleaning up the glitter.
0: (laughs) I threw glitter in my apartment um, (laughs) like right before Christmas and I'm still finding it. It was out in the hall Right. (laughs) (laughs) stays forever, but it brings so much joy. It
1: does. It really does bring joy. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you get to think of me every time you see it. So yes,
1: I love it. Love it.
0: So good. So
1: as you're growing the proof,
0: what's next for you?
1: Wow. Okay. So um, we have a dream and we have, we have big goals for this that we want to have like events, like week long events for people to come in and do everything in one week. So they can really just hone their content, Mm -hmm. deliver all the videos for the micro courses and for the proof stage and just create a whole week long experience. So they can just, you know, walk in with nothing and walk out with a huge marketing machine. So that's something that we have like a two year projection on for that type of of work. Um, We want to go international and we're Mm -hmm. speaking with someone um, that's helping us uh, do a two day event in Austria. And oh, then it will cool. be offered in several languages. So um, since my husband, Dan, is um, half uh, Chinese and half Belgian, um, we would love to break into the European and Asian markets. So mm-hmm. um, we feel like we now have really drilled down our offering with our Proof Talk formula and our Speak Your Proof uh, micro course. We feel like that's something that could really benefit anybody in the world. So we're excited to kind of play internationally in that group. So yeah, so that's, that's what's next.
0: Very nice. I love it. I love having um, like big goals and dreams, even though they're like two to five years out. I think that that's what drives most entrepreneurs when they're stuck in the day-to-day stuff of, I've just got to get like this trench built so then I can get to the next thing. Is that true for you and Dan?
1: Yeah, but we realized if we don't have a five-year goal, then what are we working for? So we set a pretty high goal and I don't think I'm at liberty to exactly say what that end five years, but just know it's big. It's bigger yeah. than we've ever thought, but we just thought, what are we, what are we holding back for? So every time we think big, we're like, what's bigger than that? What's bigger than that? What's bigger than that? So by having that, we get to reverse engineer it, mm-hmm. you know, and chip away like this whole international thing. Um, we thought it was a couple years out, but actually it may happen by the end of the year. So we're just like, okay, if that goal wasn't even on our vision board, you know, would we even, would it even be part of the conversation?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we use tools and with your help with like vision boards, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we're, we play with that and we actually write down the goals and we compare them. And um, we have spreadsheets and, um, and my husband is really, he's been such a wonderful partner because I could think so big and realize that, it's not just thinking big. It's not just saying, oh, gee, I want to manifest this. It's like, no, what are our actionable goals to get this done? So, right. yeah. So
0: starting with the end in mind and then working back and getting into the nitty gritty with the, the spreadsheets and the
1: details. Exactly. In fact, we we um, enlisted a friend of ours down in Georgetown. We're driving tonight and we're meeting with him first thing in the morning. And he's, and we're, we're sharing with him our five-year vision. And, and specifically, um, we have him sitting with us tomorrow so he can mirror back what we're looking for and Mm -hmm. really just help us even refine those goals even more. And, um, yeah, so, so it's those kind of things that we like to really play with. And, you know, if you don't make time for it, it's never going to happen. So we really like tomorrow's my birthday. It's like, I didn't think (gasps) I'd be paying my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Doing this kind of exercise. But I'm like, you know what, if we don't carve out the time to do it, it's never going to happen. Right. So force yourself to just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and
0: I, as you know, as a planner, like I like the list making and the breaking down because it, then I, for me at least, and I think for a lot of other people, once I see all that stuff, then I can put it into the action. Like, all right, do these three things now. And then I can check them off my list and
1: be done. I think that should be one of our exercises for our monthly meetings. What do you think? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So what was
0: it like for you essentially picking up your entire life and moving across the country? Cause I think that's so like super fun and scary at the same time.
1: You know, um, I have to say that I was in my love bubble, right? So yeah. Dan and I were so crazy about each other in love that when I picked up and left Southern California after being there my whole life. Okay. Right. So that's, several decades without giving my age away. Five decades, right? So I think I didn't really allow myself to think. I just knew in my gut it was right. And I just did it. And no regrets at all. Do I get homesick? Yeah, I get homesick. I miss my family. I miss my friends. But I'm so happy that I did it. And I'm so happy I have this partner that just completely nurtures this and, and he's so cute. He's like, okay, we got to make sure you get back to San Diego in the next couple months, just because he knows it's like, he brought me all the way over here, but he also knows that I need to go back and touch base. Right. I need to get right, right. my toe in the water again. And he holds that as a high priority, which is so lovely. I feel so um, nurtured for that. Um, but yeah, you know what? I just knew it was such a yes in my body that all I did was move forward and I don't regret it at all. Yeah.
0: I think it's incredible. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Well, and a lot of people, I think are in similar situations in that they've spent, you know, the bulk of, if not all of their lives in a place. And it, it, I mean, I guess it's a great thing that you had the love bubble to kind of be in and and just know that that was going to work. But Things are just different. Whether it's the grocery store is laid out, you know, differently, or you know, different weather. Which because you moved, I think, coming into oh, winter, yeah.
1: so warm and sunny <laughs> to PA Gray. Uh, well, you know what's interesting about that, and I have I have to give the East Coast credit because I I this is I'm almost embarrassed to say this out loud, but I never have really lived anywhere that snowed. Ever. So I saw snow when I'd go visit the mountains and maybe a couple times I actually saw it fall, but I never spent any time in it. So when I came back here and I realized, okay, I moved in November. So when I saw my first snowfall, it was like early December, 2018. And it was the first time that I actually opened up my door and there was like a little bank of snow outside my door and I had to put on different shoes and I had to put on a scarf and a hat and Dan bought me mittens and, and I had to prep for this big life change, this big environmental change. And Mm -hmm. I have to say, it was so beautiful. And what I learned about the four seasons, which I never had in, in San Diego, it forced me to slow down. It gave me permission to hibernate. It gave me permission to, you know what? I don't have to go, go, go. Because when you live in San Diego, you you feel guilty if, if the sun is shining and you're not outside enjoying it, right? Right. So here, and you say gray PA, I found it lovely. I found it like, oh, okay, I can take a deep breath. I can reflect, I can make soup. I can like hunker down. I can not have to rush, rush, rush. It gave Mm -hmm. my body permission to slow down and to just really relax. And another thing it did for me is that by just watching the seasons change and seeing the leaves fall to bare trees, to the green growth again in spring, it reminded me that, wow, this too shall pass. And I think looking back as beautiful as I love living in paradise, I think I had a little bit of depression because wow. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't really experience the seasonal growth, right? Right, if, right. If you really align yourself, that seasons are part of, you know, you're your just your natural growth. I realized, wow, I'd really been missing that. And I've learned so much by living here just these, you know, two, not even two years yet, but I've learned a lot on just getting through life by watching these seasons change. So I know it sounds silly for all you people listening out there that are been living with the seasons your whole life, but it really did reposition um, life experience for me.
0: I think when you see or you start experiencing something that is like in such contrast to what is familiar to you, Mm -hmm. you have to pay attention to it and, and see where things are really amazing and also where like the things that you don't like or that you're like, oh, I now need to like do boots, hats, scarf, mittens and heavy coat <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's I'm a process it. to that
1: and I really have enjoyed it it's been it's it's I'm so grateful that I've had this experience in my life so yeah
0: yeah how are you doing your business differently with the proof now that you've had the this experience particularly with the seasons and slowing down and really being more present
1: hmm well it's interesting. My life before is I I owned a business with my husband at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like we wasted a lot. I look back, we wasted a lot of time. I feel like Dan and I were were constantly working on life and we probably could get better on like, okay, it's going to be a vacation. Like we're going away this weekend and we're not taking our laptops. It's going to be pure, like read a book, relax, you know, Mm -hmm. decompress. But, um, it's going to sound silly, but like I used to watch a lot more TV, like in the evenings and like check out and relax. But no, it's like here, it's like, we want to move forward. We want to create content. We want to work on our business. So we're just, we spend a lot more time and our off time just creating. And that to me is such a rush. We so enjoy it. So I think that's probably the biggest differentiator when it comes to free time here and Mm -hmm. maybe not being able to go outside. It's like, okay, we just get to stay in and really crank. And it's been great for us. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I I like, I love that. And you're feeding each other with the creativity.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Cause he is the, is the technician, the technician and he'll like build all the funnels for people and he'll like do all the coding and that, but he'll need, Graphic support, So he'll say, babe, I need this. So I create, you know, I, I get the photo ready, or I get the graphics ready, or I, I'm, I can create on the spot. And I think that's really the, the power of the two of us together is that we are completely a one stop shop. Right? And of course, we can delegate things. But if we if he and I just hunker down and do it together, we can <laughs> turn stuff around really quickly. So it's, it's really been great. We are, it's so fun to really get our hands dirty in this early stage of our business. So Mm -hmm. when we do delegate, we have our standards in place. Right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely.
0: Any advice for an entrepreneur who's either working with their spouse or is thinking about it, because like you have a great balance, not only in your skill sets, like I think you, you um, complement each other really well. But obviously you're spending a lot of time together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do spend a lot of time together. And sometimes we have to um, be conscious that we're not working too much, you know, that we can find time for ourselves. Um, But I think the biggest thing, if you're going to work with your spouse, and like I said, I've worked with my other, my spouse before, um, you know, in my, in my other marriage with the photography studio is that you really have to have a strong division of labor Mm -hmm. and know who's in charge of what, right? Mm -hmm. And try not to step on each other's toes. You know, it's it's great to know what the other person is doing. So if you have to step in to take over in, in, in a pinch that they can't do it, that's great. But really just look at your business structure and divide it. Um, Allison Maslin uh, is one of our mentors, and she wrote this book called Scale or Fail. It's a great book, but she has four categories that every business should have. And when we were um, reading the book just to, you know, um, a couple months ago, we really made sure that we plugged in what we're best at, right? So Dan loves sales and marketing. He loves it. I love marketing too, but I know that I'm really the graphic support of the, the marketing. Um, the other hole in that is um, product development. I'm excellent at product development and creating systems. So I'm in charge of that piece. He's in charge of, you know, getting out there and and marketing and doing the one-on-one sales. He loves the one-on-one sales. I could sell. I don't love it, but I could, you know? So, hey, babe, if you love to sell, you go for it, right? So that's that's just finding what you are, what your lane is and knowing that early. Okay,
0: cool. And I think that's really important to like, figure that out early as mm-hmm. you just said because it, it, it's a lot of time yeah
1: it is yes
0: it uh, no so i am having so much fun chatting with you share with everybody um you know where they can find you if they wanted to connect with you
1: oh thank you um well you can always find us at our you know our website witness the com where you can see tons of proof mm-hmm. talks including yours um we have a really beautiful search uh Um, search engine in there that you can just look up. Hey, I want to see something on leadership. I want to see something on spirituality. I want to see something on health and wellness. You can search by category to hear, you know, several different proof talks. Um, But we do have a free gift for everybody too, if if they're listening, if they want to um, learn more about the proof talk formula or how they can learn how to create their own three minute talk. Uh, It's called Speak Your Proof dot com mm-hmm. forward slash free. And that gives you a little tiny micro course on how to create your own proof talk. So, um, feel free to send your listeners to that. I think it'd be really yeah. fun for them to kind of, you know, meet Dan cause Dan delivers all the content. So you can meet Dan and learn a little bit more about okay. what's behind the magic behind the proof talks.
0: Awesome. And we'll get the link in the show notes too. So if you are interested um, in doing that and your, your website, um, and you can reach out. People can reach out to you and and see what you're all about in, in more detail. and The proof talks that are being produced because they're right. so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been phenomenal. Thank you. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something, only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience, and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com.